This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9. And it's City Talk 105.9. A very good afternoon to you. Tuesday afternoon means just one thing, the gadget surgery. Normally with our gadget guru, Gary Miller. But if you were listening to Breakfast yesterday, you'll know that he's been spending some time in New York City uh, on behalf of the city of Liverpool to celebrate All Matters Beatles, but also to do some business deals as well and bring some much-needed investment to the city. Uh, Instead, while he's recovering from jet lag, we have Inspector Gadget, Gadget Guru 2.0, Steve McFarlane with us for the Gadget Surgery. Steve, great to see you. Uh, Good afternoon, and it's been a while, Mick. It has. It's been a long old time since you were last on the show, but it's a pleasure to have you back with us uh, this Tuesday afternoon to answer questions from from plenty of people who've been emailing and tweeting the show in the last week or so with questions, and questions about technology they need to get sorted. Things that have been bugging them, uh, things that have been bugging their computers, uh, things which are issues, if you like, uh, that they have with technology in their home. They've emailed or tweeted and they've emailed surgery at citytalk.fm or tweeted at citytalk1059 to book in their questions let's crack straight on and we start with a point which we raised on the breakfast show yesterday steve it says dear mick flappy bird thanks for ruining my life top score 54 and that's kevin linus on twitter um Kevin, I apologise officially for mentioning Flappy Bird on the show last week. I kind of said, Steve, you know, if you get the chance to download it, do, because it's a very addictive game. The number of yes. people, Steve, who've been tweeting me and tweeting the show saying, Mick, I cannot believe that you mentioned that Flappy Bird thing. Or the number of people have gone, Mick, thank goodness you've mentioned Flappy Bird. I felt like I was the only one playing it. It's incredibly addictive. Well, it, it's a, it's amazing. But of course, uh, uh, as we mentioned on the show yesterday, um, sadly, it's been taken off the uh, the app store, so you can those that have got it, you know, keep playing, keep being addicted. But if you were thinking, I must check out this flappy bird, you can no longer get it on either iTunes or on the uh, the Google Play Store. I'm I've got a feeling that um, I don't even you may even be as we speak, it may already be back up, but I've got a feeling that it won't be away for long. I think well, I think the creator was we heard yesterday who's. He says, oh, no, I didn't mean for it to get this big. I'm taking it down. It's too much. It's too much. I think he'll soon realise that, uh, you know, these things only come around once in a lifetime. Yeah. Well, you know, he 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 describes himself really as an independent gamer that just likes to develop uh, new games. And I think it was perhaps a combination of being much more in the public eye. And, of course, there were some questions over potential copyright infringement, which always happens in any of the more successful things that that... that you know, end up going on the uh, uh, the mobile devices, um, but the, the you know the poor man said he wants a simple life, having earned fifty thousand dollars a day. You know, it's a, it's a great shame. Yeah, absolutely. However, with that said, I do not have Flappy Bird. I must be one of the few people that, that you know, of the 50 million downloads, I, I must be one of the few that didn't take it on board. I can't believe that for a second. Now, let's crack on more questions, proper questions that have come through. Uh, Anne on the email has emailed the Gadget Surgery. She says, Dear City Talk, my computer keeps telling me I have to upgrade to a new version. I'm using Windows 8 on PC. If I upgrade, it tells me that I have to upgrade to Microsoft 8.1. I don't like 8.1. I was having lots of problems with it. Please help, Anne. Now, 8.1 is supposed to be better than 8, isn't it? So she's being told, upgrade to this one, it'll solve a lot of the problems. If Anne doesn't want to do that, what can she do, Steve? Well, you can ignore the the updates. And in fact, in your uh, under-the-control panel on your settings, you can stop it searching for automatic updates so that you would no longer get the annoying uh, little boxes coming up saying you need to do an upgrade or whatever. With that said, 
The reason that they do, particularly uh, what I would call uh, interim releases, so it's going from 8 to 8.1 instead of to 9 or anything else, is because they may uh, improve security. They may have fixed bugs that, that Anne did find annoying. And it may well be it's an 8.1 point something release. My advice would be typically, you know, unless there is a valid reason, a piece of software you're using that doesn't work on it, um, I would always go for the upgrade. Yeah. And I would ask her to maybe try it again. Um, always have a backup of your system. So if you're in any doubt, you could go back. Um, but you can even get it to do auto-updates. Uh, and that's typically what I do with my, uh, with my Windows laptop, one of the many devices I have at home. But with my Windows laptop, I automatically update to the latest because it will have improvements in bug fixing and security features. Yeah. To be honest, I went from 8 to 8.1, and I didn't really notice the difference. No. It will be there'll be enhancements or there'll be some fixes that you didn't even know were were happening in the background often. And good luck with it. Uh Marcus in Liverpool, uh dear City Talk, I have an Acer Aspire all in one desktop that will not power up. When I press the power button, the blue power light illuminates briefly, maybe a second and then nothing. Uh it was working when I turned it off. Uh, I've replaced it with another computer, but I want to retrieve some files from it. Any suggestions? So Something with a, essentially a broken computer, yes. but there's there's stuff on it. No, that the the implication from the from the the note that we've received is perhaps this person doesn't have a backup of the files that were on that device. Now you can do if you know what you're doing, you can actually take the box apart and remove the hard drive. You will see a small, typically encased metal box. Uh, almost the size of a, a, a CD or, or indeed these days the size of your, your iPod or a PDA. If you can physically remove that from the box, you, will, you should then be able to plug it into another computer, even doing it on an external basis, to be able to read the, 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 the files you're looking for. The alternative, and it's certainly probably the one I'd recommend for, for non-experts who, who perhaps definitely don't know what they're doing, take it to a, a repair shop uh, or a recovery um, service. There are several in the uh, in and around the city. Go there. They will be able to extract the files you're looking for. They'll even be able to powder up so that you can see the device, you can see the files and say, it's those ones I want, and you'll walk away with a CD or, yeah. a, or a, a pen. And one of the things to stress here is that just because your computer won't fire up, it doesn't mean that everything that's on there is 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 lost because it, it's all point. there it's just yeah. it's just hidden away you can't get to yeah, it it's just simply. because the it's power's like not firing lost, up the disc absolutely lost the ability to open the the front door yeah. if you like to yeah pr- pretty much uh, so marcus with a double r all is not lost uh, a friend of mine did it um with an old pc that that i had that went absolutely kaput steve and the only thing and i, and he, I saw, it, saw him taking my pc apart and yeah. putting it into the back of his pc and i thought this is far too complicated i would never have been able to do it and there were things like there's a little switch on the hard drive which means it's either the master switch or it's a slave or it's a slave absolutely and he he was able to sort of know all this i was thinking yeah. thank goodness thank yeah. goodness that he's doing this because i would have absolutely embarrassed myself and broken everything but make the the beauty of the internet these days you'll be able to go on even even on youtube and you will it will show you how to be able to read uh, an internal drive off another computer my advice would typically be though i even i would do this i would typically take my machine 
to a third party and I'd say, I need data off this. Can you help me? Uh, Marcus, uh, thank you for your email. It's the Gadget Surgery on City Talk 105.9. We've got Steve McFarlane with us in for our gadget guru, Gary Miller, who we explained has been in the United States. Uh, Stephen, who works and lives in the city centre, says, Dear Gadget Surgery, how can I stop all mobile devices and iPads and any tablet device from accessing my website? and show them a message that says, please visit our site from a computer or laptop. The coding doesn't seem to work for mobile devices. I've got normal HTML page. Please tell me how I can do that. Stephen in the city centre. Steve, I think we'd much rather solve it so that his website would actually work on mobile devices because it would seem like a, a backward step, wouldn't it not, for Stephen? Uh, it, it would. I, I don't know quite why. You know, I'd be very intrigued as to why he wants to restrict it. You can typically put in a piece of code at the start of any of your 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 web pages on on the HTML code itself. You can typically identify what type of device it is, but unless you're using Flash and it's not working on 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 the good old iPad or something else, quite frankly, I wouldn't be restricting them because uh, you know yes, they may be browsing and they may have to scroll around on a device. But surely it's useful that they're getting onto your service and seeing what you have on your website. Yeah, it's an interesting point that one. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a dilemma so, that one. So but, you can, so you can for his website if he's running normal HTML, then he should be able to code his website to be able to. Go well, you because because like a look at I mean yeah. an iPad screen is only like having a monitor screen yeah. in front of so you. So if anyway. you if you look on a, a a phone or you're looking on a a non PC device, a non Windows based device right you will quite often uh, have certain websites that pop up saying here is the link to our mobile site mm. which has has typically compressed the pages has less artwork so that it's not going perhaps as as uh, slow as it may on depending depending on whether you're of course still on 3g rather than 4g but it would typically give you a button to hit to say do i go to the mobile site or do i continue on this site and nine times out of ten, I will continue on the main site. I don't want to be on a restricted site. I want to see all the features that are there. Yeah, and I don't know if I ever go on Amazon on my phone using the phone rather than the app. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't give me the the regular website, or does it give me the the app version of the website? It gives me sort of a mobile version. It tends yeah. to be M dot. You can Amazon actually switch. You can actually Twitter. exactly. So you're, again, you're raising a great point. Most of the 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 um, commercial sites now will automatically. And if you looked on the um, the the page where it's got the the web address, it will actually put mobile or m dot in front of the address, and it does that for you automatically. So perhaps he should look at some of those sites, such as Amazon. It's a great suggestion, Mick. Uh, look at those and then link in. Stephen, it would seem like a normal thing to do rather than telling people, "Nah, come back, come back," because people tend come to back do with that. a PC. Yeah. You just wouldn't do it, would you? Stephen, yeah. thank you for your email. Uh, good luck. Let us know how you get on with that one. Maybe there's a specific reason you only want uh, laptop or computer users, PC users, to access your website. Uh, next question, Dear Gadget Surgery. I enjoy making and burning CDs with music. I bought a new computer six weeks ago. In the process of burning a CD, I received a message that some of the files cannot be burned to an audio CD. This did not happen with my old computer. We're talking about five of an of the 18 songs I selected. I could not download the song uh, Cold by Annie Lennox, which I had already purchased because my computer is not authorised to download said song. I went to Google and followed their directions twice, and I'm told I'm still not authorised. Should I get my old computer back? 
says Liam, who's a big fan of Annie Lennox, so he can't seem to burn CDs on his, news compu- on his new computer, and he's having trouble uh, listening to Annie Lennox. Well, now that depends. I, I would love to know what uh, music service uh, uh, he's using as well. Um, and this may come down to when you've taken on the new computer, have you created a new ID, even without knowing you've done it, onto the, the music library or the music service that you use? And hence it then thinks this is not only a different device, it's a different user. Um, if that's the case, all you would have to do is check what you first registered, which username, typically your email address, which email address and password you used to originally download those songs. Do the same again and tell them that you're on a new device and, and have it authorised. Then it should be relatively straightforward. Right. I think I think we I think we've covered off all the old issues. Talking about going back to his old his old computer. Sometimes when you do have a new computer, it's sort of worth just making the point that you do have to sort of re-log into things, maybe yes. re-download things if if need be, particularly if they're not there on the new computer because exactly. they won't automatically be there. Yeah, so you can, you can if you if he goes into his music service. So if it was iTunes, for example, because I'm fairly familiar with iTunes, you can go into the account settings on iTunes and it will tell you which account is set up. If it's absolutely the same as the previous one, there could well be another problem and it's worth talking to the, the vendor. But if not, if it's, the, if, it's, if it's come up and it shows you a different, what they call Apple ID, a different user ID, you'll want to reset that to the old one so that you can then download the songs and, uh, uh, it, and say it, it should then no longer say you're not authorised. Okay, last question uh, comes through. It says, please no names. You'll understand why when I read it. Dear Gadget Surgery and Inspector Gadget, I made some rather offensive comments on some YouTube videos. I have a YouTube channel. I would like to delete these comments so viewers cannot find them through some search. Is this possible? How do I do this? Please no names. For a start, don't make offensive comments on YouTube videos. Yeah. And then because yeah. what happens is they come up with a little username and then that's linked to your email. And then when you want to set up a YouTube channel, you've got to use your email and therefore it's linked in with all these vile comments that you've been making. Yes, I mean, that, that, this could be a broader, longer discussion, make about, uh, uh, you know, when you put anything on the internet, whether it's on YouTube or, uh, you know, Google or Facebook or Twitter or anything... You, you've just got to basically know you are publishing to the entire world. And even, you know, this would be the point then for, for, uh, for this person, even if you deleted off your own profile, people may well have taken snapshots or they may have a, a, that video that they copied onto another link elsewhere. Those comments will still exist somewhere out in the internet. If they were made purely on your own personal account, then you're probably okay uh, removing them. But, you know, I think you've made a great point, Mick, which would be don't do it in the first place. Um, By all means, remove them from what you have on your existing account. And um, But be aware, it may well still be out there. Steve, thank you for your time. Uh, Thank you for all your advice today. Hopefully we'll solve some people's problems on the uh, gadget surgery this week. Gary Miller will be back next week once he's got over his jet lag. He will indeed, I'm sure. It's been great to see you over the past couple of days as well. Gary will also be here as part of Monday's Breakfast Show to talk about what has geeked in the last week. If you would like to email your questions to the Gadget Surgery and for Gary for next week's show, send them in now, surgery at citytalk.fm. 
This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9.